You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's True Blood After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's True Blood After Show. And with that theme, it can only mean one thing. Welcome, AfterBuzz TV Nation. Of course, we all know that Bing is for doing, and we're doing another after show for AfterBuzz TV. I'm JC, and this is the after show for True Blood, Season 5, Episode 6, titled Hopeless. Now, you're wondering why, if you guys are listening, wait, that's not Jenna nor Roth. Well, the girls are represented at the 2012 San Diego Comic Con, and I think they're probably high on V-Blood as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) So, tonight we're holding down the fort. As I said, I'm JC, and joining me as always, let me introduce my partner in crime. Thank you very much. Hi, everybody. I'm Yerman Gurr, and to my left... Hi, everybody. I'm Chris Lee Kennedy. Yes, we had to bring in a girl. We had to bring in a little woman's perspective because if it would have been the boys' night, it could have just been a whole lot of trouble and we'd have been just talking about fairies all night. I'm yeah. happy to be the girl tonight. <laughs> yeah. But we also can't forget running the ones and twos, Miss Marissa. What's up, Marissa? Hello, everyone. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> How right. you doing, girl? Okay. Okay, guys, Sorry. we've got so much to talk about. Yes. Just quick, quick impressions. What did you guys think of the episode? Just in a sentence or two. Uh, it, I, I kept saying it while you're watching it. <laughs> that it was it's, it's a tired phrase at this point, but it definitely was getting real in the Whole Foods parking lot this one <laughs> this week. My, I was the whole time. I was like, oh, oh, uh, every scene. I, yeah, and for that, for those of you who can only listen to that, that was me being surprised. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, no, def- and a quick shout out. Also, if you guys are watching us on AfterBuzzTV.com live, what's up, chat roll? Hey, guys, make sure to send us your messages and we'll try to answer them accordingly. But if you're not watching us live, make sure to tune into us on iTunes with our podcast app. Yeah. All you have to do is you have an iPhone, just go ahead and click on the icon. It'll take you straight to the podcast app. And it's got tons of podcasts, especially AfterBuzz. And if you click on it, it'll take you straight there. You can get all our thirty over 30 shows we have a week from Breaking Bad, Rizzoli and Isles, The Real Housewives, Keeping with the Kardashians, and True Blood, and so much more. And remember, it's all free. Yeah! All we ask is for you to comment, subscribe, and I've got actually got a quick thing. Yes. I'm going to if it gets me in trouble, Marissa, let me know if Jenna and Rob Throw beat us up. Okay, we really listen to you guys' stuff. And we're gonna we're gonna have some fan love throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. But this I'm calling the fans out real quick. If you guys send us the best comment this season, we're gonna send you an Afterbus TV cup with all of our signatures on it. Ooh. Oh yes, at random we're gonna pick someone. So we do listen and we do care. So oh, for sure. Before I interrupted Chrisley, Chrisley, what'd you think of the episode? I thought the episode was great. The only parts that bored me were the Terry parts. But other than that, the episode was amazing. Oh, those are fighting words. Look at we're three yeah. minutes in and you're Over already laying down. All of a sudden. Oh there's my a... god. Whoa. Todd look Todd is probably stick, still stuck on the tent on his way over. Probably. here. <laughs> Poor guy. I like him. Poor guy, yeah, right. for sure. 
Okay. Like him. Okay. All right. So we're gonna get into it, but first, before we get into the Terry yeah. and Patrick storyline, let's get to the meat of it. Let's talk about Sookie Stackhouse and the Funky Bunch. Mm-hmm. Stucky. <laughs> God. Awesome. You went there. I had That's to. Fantastic. And the Funky Bunch. We oh. talked about it last week because they were kind of like Scooby Doo. You know, it's, you know, Sookie with all her boys, and we left off last week with all seed wolfing out and just everything going awry, and we have JD taking down. All seed and just to open like a diversion so that Russell can take out Sookie. Yeah. So what everything that happened? I mean, Sookie saps him. What's going on? What's what'd you get out of that? Uh, well, first of all, that scene was phenomenal. Um, just because, again, I'm, always, I'm we're now all so excited by the fact that Sookie's so much more comfortable using her fairy powers. So it's great to be able to see her use that as not just like by accident, but like on purpose. So now mm-hmm. you don't mess with her because if you do, you get zapped. But um, it was it was interesting to see how that whole thing played out, and really nice to see that they were like a SEAL Team Six operation. They went in, you know. <laughs> They went in, they got Russell, he's bagged, tagged, and out of there. And and before you knew it, all you do were, and I love the fact that the, all the witnesses, those the, the meal, so to speak, all those other people, Ouch. were thrown into the freaking shuttle. That was fantastic. They're all like, hey, are we going to get out of here soon? Oh, I'm so sorry. Field trip. Yeah. That was so bad. And, yeah. and the end of Doug, you know... I'll see his little assistant and yeah. whatnot. What'd you think? What'd you think, Chrissy? Did did it? Did, did were you surprised that Russell was wasn't as weak as we thought he was? No, he, he, no, no. I mean, when you saw all the bodies hanging there, like it was in a meat locker, you knew that he'd been feeding. Like it just reminded me of going to the back of a meat store, and there's all the meat just hanging. Like you know, he's been feeding. You know, he's been there for some time. Mm-hmm. I definitely, when I saw him laying there, I was like, they're all stupid if they think that he's not. So you were buying strong. it all along. No, even, okay. I thought it was a great. Act, but I mean, he's Russell. Like he's he's smarter than that. And whoever brought him there, which I thought was Nora, it, they're not stupid. Like they set him up. They knew this was going to happen. And obviously, we saw tonight there was a way bigger setup and plan than just to have him sit there and feed for a little bit. Yeah, so yeah. much is going. And quick, quick FYI, twenty eight hundred always trumps five hundred. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about vampire exactly. in vampire age, because right. we we've wondered how did you know Roman? He's only five hundred, and you know um, Russell's twenty eight hundred. How that battle was going to turn out? Well, we found out a little bit later, and we'll get into that Absolutely. in a second. But yeah. you know, I noticed something that I don't know if you guys caught Sookie when she used her power on Russell. Did you notice that she kind of it looked like it took a lot out of her this time? And 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 later on, you also saw when. I'm, I'm jumping ahead with the right, fairies, but right. you see, like, maybe uh, what's going on with their powers? Are they diminishing? Is something? Well, I don't know if they're connected. I was led to believe when I watched the episode, and again, I'm jumping ahead here for just this one reference. But I thought that the reason why she was having difficulty with their powers later on in the episode was because of her location, whereas. I just assumed in the beginning when she had when she kind of winced a little bit that it it took it takes a lot more energy to kind of repulse a three thousand year old vampire than it does your average two bit human. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a really interesting point that you bring up that they could be related and she could be suffering from some sort of condition that's going to be developed over the next few episodes where her uh, her fairy powers may be affected somehow. Uh, you know, as as uh, over you know over the course of the what am I trying to say overall. <laughs> Yeah. Sure. Well, that's what I was moment. trying to say. Wow. No, no, it happens. It's Sunday. So, so sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No, and also, Eric had the chance to kill Russell. Yeah, but he, 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 could, he couldn't. Because they were going to die. I mean, Bill, if, thank God for Bill. 
Yeah, I agree. Giving him a little like Eric, come on. Needed some common sense yeah. there. Yeah, I mean that would have been he would they would have died either way. Okay, but yeah. so it's like you. What do you choose? You know what I mean? You you could possibly live or you kill him, and they wanted to possibly live because there's more they can do. Buys him a little more time. Right. Okay. So don't you think that maybe Bill is becoming a little more like Eric right now? This is survival, sure, but throughout the episode, I noticed there were points. I I, I believe I wrote it down where it seemed like. They did a role reversal that Bill was being a little more about Eric. You know, you know how Eric's always looking out for himself, mm-hmm. and Bill has always been kind of looking out for everyone to a degree, right? But today it, it seemed like he was looking out for himself. I'm going to find the quote. Talk amongst yourselves. But well, then- no, he he mentions it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. When he's back there, he said, "You know, I, I realize this is something you want to do, but I do not want you to choose that path for me because if you do this, we're dead." So you can do whatever you want with your life, but I don't want you to affect what you do with mine. So that's a valid point, and that's interesting you bring that up, that Bill was actually for one second thinking of himself Mm -hmm. and making sure that he survived, which is ultimately, you know, every every being's prerogative is to to make sure that they themselves survive. So, yeah, it's interesting to see how, well, he at least got to kill two birds with one stone because his interests also happen to keep both of them alive Mm -hmm. and, you know, as well as get the job done, which was to bring Russell in. And, of course, the authority swoops swoops in. Yeah. And Instantly. They, yes. They did it in episode one. Yeah. Same thing. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Okay. No, but they were being tracked. Right. They no, were, I get they, that. They were being tracked. Yeah. So, okay. On the, I'm going to say the cock block moment of the season. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. They had. They asked them to to, to glam Sookie, which you can't, you right. can't, you can't glamour Sookie. She's a fairy. Right. But, Eric, I'll seed. Dude, that was rough. He told him he told it was all seed not to not not to be romantically involved with Sookie. That was so wrong. But to protect her for life. Yeah. Yeah, but still. You know my question? how does the authority not know that Snooky's a fairy? Every other vampire that comes near her instantly smells her and knows that she's different. So how did Great all point. these people in the authority come in and not smell that difference? Great point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just because even if the files were something that Russell kept hidden and, you know, at one point there were files, Bill had done his research on Sookie and so on, all that right. stuff was kind of led up to. But you're absolutely right. Even if those files were something that only a small circle of people knew about, right. then how is it they're not smelling Sookie? Like, like uh, Quimby. I mean, Kimbe? Kimbe. Kibwe. Kibwe. Yeah. yeah, Kibwe's character. Unless, unless can they smell Sookie or Sookie's blood? In which case, then if she's not somehow hurt or bleeding, can they still smell her? They should be able to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because when, remember when Tara, a couple, I don't know if it was last week, the week before, when Jessica was shopping uh-huh. and the boy yep. walked in to pick yes. up the dresses and That's she was in the dressing room point. and she was like, what is that? You smell delicious. And then he disappeared. You're absolutely so right. They don't have to be bleeding. So yeah. how did all of those people in the authority not smell her? Yeah. And that Sorry. was the kid that's in the, the again, jumping in, but that's the one that was in the fairy club. Claude. Yeah. Yes. Claude. Yeah. Claude, one of the cousins, I yeah. believe. So, so I mean. It just set up, and that's basically before the credits kind of started. Yeah, and that was exactly that was at the top of the show. Well, all this so far, and we haven't even gotten to the meat of the show yet. We just this was in the beginning, like literally ten minutes in. We're still talking on the opening scene. That's how much went down compared to last week. Even though Chris Lee, yeah. we kind of disagreed, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, most of us last week we thought that it seemed like last week was more of a setup. Yeah. There, there wasn't a lot of things that went on aside from Terry and us finding out about the freet and whatnot, but there wasn't a lot of stuff going on. And to, you know, and you said that you noticed a whole bunch of stuff 
for last week's episode. I thought last week's episode was amazing. I don't know what it was, but I felt like it was back to the troop. The first couple episodes for me dragged a little bit. Okay. And I understand that they have to give us history on the characters and a little bit backstory that shows us why they're doing the things they're doing now. Okay. But after four seasons, I felt like, okay, wait a minute, why are we doing this now? And I got a little... Mm-hmm. I got a little like I didn't want to watch it for a minute. And then last week, for the first time, I felt like we had True Blood again. The vampires were doing something they weren't supposed to. And, the, you know, I just I just felt like we had it back. And the, the one thing that I know you're talking about is the last scene of last week shows Nora in her cell. Mm-hmm. And something that I had thought of, which I thought would be so, so interesting, is they're saying she's against everything they stand for and all these things, but when she looks like she's being taken over by something, and all I keep thinking of is that she's going to be taken over by Lilith. Wow. That, see, see, none of it, we never... Yeah, we never. I mean, I'm just saying. No, we never We never thought of it that way. Yeah, and that's, absolutely. But here's the thing. Now, what you've said now is almost sacrilege to the guy to your right, because he's a big origin buff. So the fact... Yeah, so now I'm just messed up by the fact that I didn't think of that first. Oh, <laughs> but we match, so it's totally okay. Excellent, yeah. So you it's, share it. Well, I had to, you know, last week, I had to carry on a tradition. I have to match somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. were doing the best yeah, all yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we, they picked him up on Amazon or something. There you go. Which reminds me. Speaking Can of. Can I tell you that I went to three stores today to try to get us True Blood for tonight, and had I gone to AfterBuzz TV and clicked on the banner and went to Amazon, then I could have had us all True Blood tonight, mm-hmm. and I could have helped us at work. Mm-hmm. So I could have killed two birds with one stone. How could you have helped us at work? Because if you go to AfterBuzz TV's website first and click on Amazon, it gives us credit and it helps keep her lights on. And we could have been quenched with True Blood. Quenched. So we expect. Hopefully, we'll get some next week. Then. Yeah. I mean, I may not be here to visit you next week, but maybe I'll just oh, no, come you watch bring it, it anyway. with you. Yeah. I'll come watch it with you. You so better I can watch bring it, early. it. Okay. All right. With that said, <laughs> before these guys get into a like a drag out brawl, let's talk real quickly about Tara and Jess's brawl at yeah. Fantasia. Yeah. They they broke it down, and Tara is just still Tara. Yeah, Doesn't she's still human Tara. Or vampire. Now she's Tara and more dangerous. Right. So is that friendship done over Hoyt and? I don't think so. I don't think that friendship is going to be done. I, it'll be nice to see them come to terms with who they are both becoming and find a common ground. I think that what you were talking about uh, in, I think, a couple of episodes past when we were first led on to this friendship, I, I think you were right on. I think this is a really interesting perspective. Two newly made, relatively newer vampires, uh, both female, both younger, having common ground. I think there's still going to be um, some uh, friendship there. There's going to be some bonding there, even if it might be slightly adversarial at first, kind of mm-hmm. like what Bill and Eric kind of set up in the beginning of the show. Okay. Uh, it will still will still enjoy seeing, in my opinion, Jessica and Tara kind of either kind of be adversarial and still have a kind of a friendship tone underneath, or just be adversarial and still interact. It's going to be fun. Okay, so it's going to evolve. I hope so. Yeah. Oh, it has. I to. would totally hope so. I yeah, mean, it has to. And I feel like it makes a great storyline as well because they're both new vampires. Yeah. Everyone mm-hmm. else in the show has been a vampire for a really long time, so they kind of get the gist of it. Where they're both going through it, and now Jessica can kind of teach someone else because clearly Pam isn't going to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, she does it in her own way. We, we talk about her having that Kenny Powers type of parental skills. Yeah. If you ever watch Eastbound yeah. Down, yeah. which yeah. he's like the father of the year, and and you notice when she's talking to Tara, she, she almost built her up in the beginning and then right. just bring her right back down like, damn it. But that's what we've come to love about characters like Pam and Eric. You even mentioned that with Alcide. Like, it wasn't that it was a big disappointment. It was just vintage 
classic Eric for him to be like, okay, you're gonna take care of Sookie. You're gonna do this with Sookie. You're gonna you're gonna nurture her. And everyone sit there and going like, oh, he's so amazing. And he's like, and you're gonna be revolted by her. You're never gonna touch her with a ten foot ball. People are like, that's Eric. Way to go. By the same token, Pam is like, you did great out there. You're an idiot. Don't do it again. And then walks away. Those are the things that we've come to love, that kind of dryness, that ability to flip yeah. on you. They, mm-hmm. they care. They definitely care. But they have an amazingly kind of flip-floppy way of showing it. It's a beautiful layering of the show. Exactly. Yeah. So with that said, it's all over a boy. Over Hoyt. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. Now, uh, will they is get it back worth to it? The, Let, let's take it the female perspective. Really? Hoyt? Let's really? talk about that. Really? No. Yeah, no. That's, that's no. You know. I mean, he, it's, you know, she left him for a reason. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of reasons why she left him. Okay. I mean, they had a lot of issues. But she doesn't want him, but she wants to keep him safe, which I understand. Because you have exes that you care about, but you don't necessarily want them to be in your life, but you don't want them to be hurt. And mm-hmm. Tara was on the verge of draining him. So, I mean, I get it. But, I mean, to fight over him, really? Well, judgments aside, <laughs> what about maybe it's that first love? She's gr- growing into being a woman, you know, even though she's going to live forever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that first love, you know, and and she's always going to have a soft spot for him. Will they get back together? I kind of I do agree. I don't see yeah. them getting back. Well, I w- especially not with him having been taken now. So we don't know exactly where that storyline is going to go. Who knows if he gets ingratiated with that group? The the what do you want to call him? The haters. Yeah. The, 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 the hate crime, the, the hate crime guys. So, yeah. you know, they they're they obviously knew him. Right. So they like recognize, they're like, holy, it's Hort, uh, Hoyt. And then they pulled him into the van. You think it's maybe like someone possibly from Merlot, some of the regulars that know him, or someone that we've had in this universe before? Or the guys that he's worked with. Yeah, I was going to say maybe some of the construction, okay. at least one or more of the construction workers that him and uh, uh, Jason used to work with, right. or maybe still do. I think Hoyt still does work with them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, it, it made me sad watching that scene because he seemed. I don't want to say I'm judging the character. He just seems so desperate. And it showed a, a weakness. And of course, Jessica's, if there's ever a chance of them being together, it's not going to be from, from him pleading. Yeah. And you're laughing for some reason. I, I, I use it the chat roll. Chat roll is amazing. <laughs> not very big fans of me tonight, but it's totally okay. I'm supposed to be the difference of Jenna. I'm not supposed to be Jenna, guys. I'm supposed to be totally different. But thanks for the input. Okay. Now, um, finishing up with Hoyt really quick, what can they give him to do? That's a really great question. I mean, they made him this really desperate guy now. Um, I mean, me personally, my opinion, they've made him really desperate. And even in that moment of desperation when he seemed truly happy because he was given a glimpse of hope that Jessica was still in love with him, he was so desperate that it still turned off. Even though Jessica thought about it, she was still turned off overall because he is so lost and And desperate. And he was begging. Yeah, and he was begging. And then at that, by the, you know, he's clearly at that point where his life doesn't mean as much. Mm-hmm. As that other vampire was draining him and gave him the chance to be like, look, you're pretty weak. We should stop. He's like, I don't care. So, um, you know, the, he might pull a kind of a Jason where he's kind of desperate and lost and find salvation or some sort of a new cause okay. with the hate crime bunch. Interesting. Just because oh, yeah. I, I don't see where 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 he's going to get the, the will to kind of keep going day to day because he's clearly not totally. I mean, he's clearly trying too hard with being right. a fang banger. Right. I mean, he's being drained by men outside the club. Yeah, that was something I didn't expect to see. No. So right. now he's in discerning. Well, that ex- that explains the depth of of where he, of his of just how lost he is. The yeah. fact that he's going through that, but that I think that's a great point. Maybe he gets involved with them because he needs somewhere to belong. Right. right. His, I mean, his mom he doesn't fit in with. Yeah. Where, no where is his anymore. mom? It's just he doesn't have anywhere to go. So no. I feel like them picking him up is foreshadowing. We're going to see him with them some more, yeah. and we're going to find out who they are, which is exciting. Oh. 
I kind of ha- I hope that happens actually. Yeah. I think that would yeah. just give him a, a just a whole different direction in his arc. Yeah, and you said yeah. it a million times. Nothing happens on the show that isn't the, the, for, for yeah that isn't for a reason. And right. So they you know they had to have a reason why they decided to film Hoyt getting hauled off. Mm-hmm. Well, for a reason we need to move on. Excellent. Let's and I it. want to move on to the guy that Chrisley absolutely loves. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Freet Terry Patrick. <laughs> And you love him. You know, I love Terry. I love the character he's played up until this point. I loved the the back and forth of him having this inner demon and not knowing what it was. Mm-hmm. But now to find out that it's this fire monster, like I just, I feel like they have to go somewhere else in it and it has to intertwine with one of the other storylines. Other, th- other than that, I feel like it's dead. And I, Tell me. And you're onto something. Because I think there's going to be a, there's going to be a meshing between Terry and possibly Lala Lafayette's character because he also he channels spirits and remember the 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 Iraqi woman that Terry shot she put the curse on the him curse. so the spirit I think that there's going to be a bridge that would be bet- great between them there's got to be a way to tie it all in that's has go- to that be. Would, yeah and we were talking about this earlier too like if it if there is no tie then we've just got on yet another thing just this ancillary fire smoke it's like monster a tangent. Mm-hmm. they went to the left too far <clears throat> and if there's no way to connect it then it's just Terry off on his own it's and, and that's the one disappointing thing about the episode to see Terry kind of, you know, separate himself from from his family, mm-hmm. which is what made Terry so fun to watch is that struggle between what he's done in his dark past and what he wants to be and all, that he just wants to cook food and be a dad and be a husband, mm-hmm. you know, so for him to let that go, that's like, wow, okay, so what's where's going to happen now? Yeah, I, I, for me, I just love him even more. I do, and maybe maybe Jenna and Roth have rubbed up on me, rubbed off on me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not rubbed up, yeah. but um, I think <laughs> Terry, all he wants, all he ever wanted, he's a normal guy. He's a regular Joe. Yeah, right. all he wants is a family. All mm-hmm. he wants is a, a good life. And the fact of this one decision that you know, I, I saw that you know he, he even told Arlene that you know he was forced to do it by you know by Patrick and whatnot, but he took accountability. But I still did it anyway. Mm-hmm. In the end, he just. He just wants to be loved, and he just wants to be a good family man. And the fact that it makes you want him to get out of this. You do, and you felt bad for him tonight when he said that. He said, "Guys, like this doesn't happen to guys like me. I've seen guys that this is supposed to happen to, where they find their girl mm-hmm. and they have their family, and it's not guys like me." And and you do feel for him, and you want him to get out of it. But at the same time, I'm over the fire monster. <laughs> but now the free now, no no but but it is a very valid it's a demon from now you know a little bit about it you remember right we talked we touched upon well, it last week yeah I mean it's it's there the concept of an Ifrit is is unknown kind of like Middle Eastern uh, adapt or not adaptation but kind of from that lore but it's it's not like they weren't given they didn't give him a name or it mm-hmm. uh, it's not like a, one of the I, my knowledge isn't that extensive I don't know if there's like five classes you know like there's a fire one of a water one it's not mm-hmm. like I know about it, whether or not it has a name or whether or not this is harking back to from from my understanding all i know about it is that it's just it's an afrit there's random afrits this one happens to be an elemental fire smoke monster guy um and by all means if you guys know more throw it in the comments throw yeah. it in the, throw it in and and let us know so that so i can do i can basically do my research along with you guys <laughs> yeah make sure you yeah, hit us up on itunes or even youtube as well for sure so, yeah because we'll be on the next day on youtube yeah so i think some but i gotta figure out how we're gonna bridge lala and terry how that's going to happen? Well, is it going to be? Is he going to have too much on his plate, Lafayette? I mean, he's also now sent on a mission, right? Um, he's, you know, Ruby Jean is like, okay, well, you got to go 
save Jesus. So he's got he's he's also trying to figure out his own demons. So how he's gonna mm-hmm. kind of be able to pull both those together would be an interesting thing to see Lafayette kind of struggle with. But why would Ruby Jean do? Okay, she says, "Baby, someone just sewed him uh, done up." Brilliant. But didn't scene. she? She did it right. Did she show up in Jesus's mouth herself? She has his head. She had his head last week. No, they said it appeared to her. It appeared to her. Oh. Remember, it appeared to Lafayette first on the table, and then it appeared to her. And all I kept thinking is, why the hell is he going to, to Lafayette's mom? Like, why is he going to her? Right. And she, Lafayette couldn't understand what he was trying to say, and she did. She understood what he was trying to say, and she said, where have you been? So it's like he hangs out with her, like his head just hangs out with her. Well, I thought it was a physical manifestation. I thought it was physically there. No, no, no. I, I didn't get that. But what's what's interesting with that storyline now is it they made an allusion to the fact or they've kind of hinted at the fact that Ruby Jean also has some powers of her own because she actually makes a comment about the mm-hmm. fact that I've always I've always been able to hear things and see things I shouldn't mm-hmm. and, and have to deal with things I did wasn't supposed to know is that sort of thing. So that would explain how Lafayette kind of got his powers as we were passed down from mother to son. So it's really cool to see. I mean, that scene was brilliant. Alfred Woodard did such an amazing job. Yeah, which Just, one of you said it was like your favorite scene in the last three seasons it, or I three mean, episodes? It was great. It really was fantastic. In five minutes, they they had such, there was humor, there was love, mm-hmm. there was, you know, sass, there was mystic. It, it had all kinds of elements and literally they were on screen for what? Maybe a minute all told. Pretty it was much. fantastic scene. I love you even though you're an ad- abomination. Yeah, yeah. His relationship with his mother well, is fantastic. It totally understands why she threw herself into church and why she was this holy, godly person because she had all these things going on inside of her and seeing all these things and hearing right. all these things and she didn't want to. Uh-huh. She didn't want to handle it. She didn't want to deal with it. So she threw herself to the Bible and to God. You know what I mean? And yeah. now her son has the same thing, but he's clearly not so godly. I'm telling you, somehow, Alan Ball will not disappoint. He's going to tie them. Yeah, he's there's got to be a way. Well, if they're going to tie into anything, it would have to be Lafayette because he had, you know what I mean? There's no other storyline that the freak could really tie into where Lafayette could be the person that takes Yeah, I mean, as far as witchcraft and stuff, it doesn't seem like anybody else is connected in that way. I I don't know how something like Bill and Eric's involvement or somebody else's involvement would do that much good. Unless the other witches come back. Interesting. Which, yeah, you know. Which could also bring, uh, uh, what's her name from, uh, that that is going out with Andy. Oh my gosh. Holly, I was going to bring up, actually, I was going to bring up Holly because, fantastic. You just serve it up so I could hit it up. Okay. Holly, <laughs> there's a scene in Merlot, and there and all the girls are just ragging on the men, mm-hmm. and they're like, all the men like Arlene's saying, hey, you know, why does every man I have to date have to be a, bring a ball of hurt with them? And and I guess they're all in agreement, uh-huh. except for Holly, except for my Andy, right? Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. What's going to go down with Andy then? So I think something's coming with Andy. Andy and Holly. You know, we've said Andy hasn't had some. He he had Claudette. I mean, he had the fairy to play with. Uh huh. And being naked throughout half the season, but he need they need to give him something. Yeah, you know, I know he's on the case right now, but something with him and Holly that's going to create just something. Something. Mm-hmm. I, I just know it. I, I've been calling it for weeks that you know Andy's been a hornball all season, and it's going to come up and bite him in the butt, possibly. I think the fairy's going to come back. Because he gets mystified by her and forgets all else when she comes around. Yeah. Do you know okay. I, mean? I don't yeah. care. Well, yeah. Like even when he went to the club that night, he went right to her and totally forgot about Holly. Yeah. Good. So I think the fairy. I think the fairy. Something's going to happen with the fairies that's going to bring them more towards not their club, and and that's going to interact with him and cause problems with Holly. Yeah. 
Or he's going to get back on V, which I thoroughly enjoy. Great. So not only a human, we've got werewolves on V, we've got humans on V. So speaking about um, werewolves on V, let's talk about All Seed versus reclaiming his state as the pack master. That was so great. Did anybody else out there for one second think that the other guy was going to have a chance? I mean, (laughs) All Seed is like, what, a third of his age, three times as as big. He's just towering over him, even in the shot. I don't know if they planned the shot that way, but even Al Seed's like, he's just standing there in full glory. Glory with his, you know, awesome Alcide outfit on. The guy's like in a t-shirt and jeans, like I'm gonna get you. And Alcide just doesn't, for one second, look like he could ever be intimidated. What a great right. scene! You no, know, but and he's still Alcide. He's, you know, by the books. You know, um, JD tells him a second has to, rec- you know, recommend him to right. be Packmaster. And of course, it's I, uh, I'm trying to remember the, her character's name. She was from the first episode, the yeah. very sexy naked girl. Yes, yes. And and I, I'm sure they're gonna hook up now, yeah. basically, because she seconds the fact that Alcide is now gonna be the, you know, she she has has his vote to be Packmaster. Yeah, so. and that means we're just going to get to see her naked again. So for all us guys, we're all psyched. That's fantastic. Yes, it, yeah. ba- it does balance it out. That's, we're just one step closer. Yeah. No. Yeah. So would you guess, so why does he want to be Packmaster? Probably to bring back that order that he, I mean, he is, in a sense, a guy that wants, he he has his own set of laws. And those laws, like what's right and wrong that I get from his characterization, Joe's characterization. And, and uh, you know, he feels like the pack is, out of order he feels that the, it's it's chaotic and especially with all this stuff like now the the the, the certain werewolves involvement with russell he's he, i think he wants to bring the order and the honor back to his pack and you know whatever werewolves he comes in contact with so that they're not vamping you know what i mean mm-hmm. so they're not uh, slaves to vampires or their minions he wants to bring werewolves back to their full or their rightful glory could it have anything to do with the fact that Eric glammed him into protecting Sookie with everything he has? Maybe he's, you know, he's now the leader of this pack to also, you know, deep down inside one of his ulterior motives is to protect Sookie from whatever right. may come. Possibly, yeah. Although, I mean, he's that that glamming, that glamouring was exposed, right, That's by right. Sookie. So, technically speaking, I think there was something to be said for when he got so mad when he was made to realize again why was why are we dealing with Russell? God damn, you know, he yeah, was really mad. Right. He was he was mad about the werewolves' involvement. I think it's if there is a subtle thing like he's still trying to protect Sookie, of course. But he's everything that Alcid has done since day one of meeting Sookie has been veiled with the need to protect Sookie. Mm-hmm. So it didn't take really Eric to glam, glamour him okay. and say, you must protect Sookie. The only fun thing about that was Eric saying, well, you don't want to touch her romantically. But he's probably still going to always protect Sookie's interest. That's what's going to make Alcide, you know, that's what's going to give him a lot of motive throughout the rest of the season. I'm telling the werewolves, it's, it's fun to see because I always wonder what they're going to do with werewolves. Uh-huh. You know, now we have Alcide in the pack and you know, being the pack master. And of course, Marcus is mother Martha coming back into the picture because dun da da dun Luna survived yeah told you (laughs) I did tell you we talked about it last week because I I texted him and I was like I can't believe you said this episode wasn't good and that was the first thing like there's no way she's dead like there's just no way yeah no we we, we argued all week literally she she thought Luna was alive I thought we all thought Luna Luna was gone I thought there was a very good chance they were gonna yeah I mean, I, I was surprised to see her, like, not, not even badly. It's, it's not like she was in a coma or anything like that. I mean, she just, she's in, she's in recovery. Mm-hmm. With that said, and then Emma, of course, goes to Martha's house. Yes. And as a, the cutest little husky wolf oh, you'll ever see. So cute. <laughs> but, and you knew that's where she was going to go. Of course. I mean, she turns wolf, the wolf instinct kicks in. Yeah. It's but, like she doesn't have control over that, and, and neither does Luna. Yeah, and Martha's such a great character. They can't just let her go away with no. one, or, one or two episodes. I mean, she's, her voice alone is like, I just feel like I need to sit down and listen to her stories. 
<laughs> and see, and you're and you're spot on on that because did you notice that they took a lot of time? Huh? Of course, of course, Martha wants Emma to you know, you know that's her connection. That's her connection to Marcus still. Right. Yeah. But they took some time. The camera actually stayed on Martha for for just a beat, just to, because I. This is my uh, theory. I have sure. I think she's behind. Possibly just throwing it out there. The shootings. Thank you. I thought the same thing. Really? Could be. Go ahead, she Chris. really wants to bring Emma closer to her, which uh-huh. I mean, you it's it's like a plus and a negative. You know what I mean? It's a catch twenty two. You kinda want Emma to go there because Luna cannot teach her how to be a werewolf. She can't teach her how to handle all the things that are gonna come her way and the anger and the aggression and all these things, right? So she kinda needs to go somewhere to get that. But then she kinda you don't want Emma to go there because then Luna loses a little bit of control, which you you want. Mm-hmm. And so by getting rid of and offing Luna and Sam, she has Emma. Because the fact that they kind of eliminated only four. like the shifters, they right. looked like they were taking out the shifters. But then I'm going sh- I'm gonna, to I'm gonna shoot us both in the foot here, Chrisley. No, I'm sorry. Right. Do it. I just shoot sna- it. I just snapped. They also well they tried to, they did kill the vampire. Right. So that just kind of yeah. negates our yeah. I mean, I think they're, they're the hate crimers are are kind of across mm-hmm. the board. Whether whether Martha has anything to do with it, it doesn't necessarily you know because again, uh, even Sam alludes to the fact that there's only four shifters in that area, mm-hmm. and not a lot of people know who they are and it obviously had to be someone connected so it most likely isn't just some random human right. uh, it's probably someone that is connected somehow within the supernatural within the soup world so it doesn't necessarily preclude Martha from being somewhat involved in it but it, I don't know if she would mastermind that whole thing just so like them to say or her to say to all those guys the uh, hate crimers just go kill everybody and then also make sure that you take out Luna and Sam and that'll hopefully bring Emma back to me and I, I don't know okay uh, no, okay, I'll give you that point taken. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. Uh, Is that weird? No, absolutely not. And <laughs> what do you guys do? I don't know. Chatting amongst yourselves? Awesome. No, um, one thing I was going to say, oh, I lost my, my train of thought, my chain of thought. Is it chain or train? Train. That one, too. Okay, so, oh, it was, it was, I was oh, talking about Martha. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I didn't say anything. No, it's some, you said someone that's connected, uh-huh. that's connected, that knows who each shifter is, right. that has some inside information. Yeah. Here's a far reach. They, you know how they nothing is done without reason on the show. Mm-hmm. What if it's the, the deputy that's in the sheriff's office because uh-huh. he kind of knows everyone. You know, kind of like Andy and Jason. They know. You know, they have files possibly because it's someone that knows who these people are. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just throwing it out there. It's possible. I, I'm, I'm throwing stuff out there. Let us all know what, what you think, yo. Yeah. See what bounces back. But hey, let's take a little little quick commercial break. Let's do it. And when we come back, let's finish up with a little some sookie fairies, some news gossip, yes. and what happened to Christopher Maloney as Roman. Oh. We're watching After Buzz TV. Hey there, good buddies. The handle's Wooly Bear. I'm a truck driving man, but I'm not that old school kind of truck driving man, no. I like to listen to podcasts while I'm driving through these great United States of ours. And my favorite podcasts in the world are from AfterBuzz TV. And why? Because <laughs> AfterBuzz TV is like a post-game wrap-up show for all your favorite TV shows. Like Jersey Shore, Dancing with the Stars, Mad Men, and a whole truckload more. I like listening to my Gossip Girl podcast, catching up with all my fellow fans and getting all the latest news and gossip. You know, I got some strong opinions. And AfterBuzz TV lets me share those opinions with thousands of other listeners. Woo-wee! 
Really? What a feeling. I used to doze off on those lonely stretches of road. And don't worry, I got the cruise control. But now I'm wide awake and listening to all the AfterBuzz TV goodness. <laughs> Check them out. Give them a holler. And tell them the old woolly bear sent you. All right, and we're back, guys. And like we said before, if you want to, if you're not watching us live, just make sure you go to the iPod. Is it the podcast app? That's what we're yes, calling it. Yes, Pod- the podcast app. Yeah. Podcast app. Just click on the icon. It'll take you to your choice of podcast shows. And remember, you come to Afterbus, and they're all free. And but all we ask is for you to comment, subscribe, and like I said, let us know because we will interact with you and answer some of your questions you have throughout the week. And hopefully, we'll pick someone at, at a random. And they'll get their own AfterBuzz TV cup signed by all of us. Woo! Yes. So let's. Okay. What, what do we? We, we get, we've got to talk about the fairies. Yes. Sookie and the fairies and Jason. How great was that scene when they're they, they go into the the, the, the field uh-huh. and then Sookie, oh, Sookie runs in and and Jason <laughs> that was takes so like great. five <laughs> steps later and he's like Sookie yeah give me back that, my sister that was fantastic he I had that I mean he's Ryan he's such he's got great comic timing but that was a great little bit that was a great little bit and he's like she's like get in here she pulls mm-hmm. him in from the thing but so yeah we're getting a lot more information about or that is say we're being teased with a lot more information we finally get a glimpse of how their parents parents um, were, were off. We're told it's a shady figure that smelled uh, Sookie's blood, mm-hmm. which obviously is upsetting Sookie because guess what, folks? Sookie is responsible for yet more deaths. <laughs> so it's alluded to that she's well, she's now uh, possibly involved with or responsible for her parents' death as it was her blood that attracted the vampire. Although, by right. your theory, which is totally valid in my opinion, he sh- the vampire, he or she, should have smelled the, all the family's you know fairy Right. by that same token of what they've set up as a precedent in other episodes. So, you know, um, hopefully she'll she'll learn to get over that. Like she's learned to deal with all this pain that she's been thrown at. But yeah, and 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 Jason now is you know playing. He's he's on like a little mission. He's he wants to find out what went on with with his parents, and he's you know it's helping him reconnect. We get to see their dad. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. I yeah. was going to st- take a step back and, and ask you about that. Ask you all about that. What do you think the dad was telling Jason? when Because you know, Jason obviously was dreaming. Mm-hmm. And he said, the person you have to fear is. And then it just. Yeah. Alan Ball, why'd you do that? I hate. Why do you wake up? Like, just let him finish his sentence. Then wake up. Yeah. Who, who does he have to fear? Is it a vampire? You thought it was something else. I immediately thought, I was like, Bill, who? What vamp? Who? And you said something I thought no, that was I, poignant. I, I, just, I was just making a, no, no, no. I was just making a joke that he has the only thing to fear is fear itself. But when he, I, as far as who he should fear, uh, I don't know. I, I don't really, I kind of want to find out. I'd be really interested mm-hmm. to find out because, again, nothing happens for no reason and everything is a, a plot of some sort. Sure. So it'll be really interesting to see, like, should he be fearful of himself, maybe? Because if he goes on this crusade, so to speak, he may not like what he sees on the other side. Yeah, exactly. So, or maybe he'll find out something about himself or his past that he doesn't want to know about because it's clearly he's already dealing with his own issues. That's an interesting twist. I didn't think about this, that he's already dealing with issues about finding out more about himself and coming to terms with who he is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that kind of got alluded to, it kind of got set up and then we kind of put it on uh, on the back burner mm-hmm. so maybe they'll revisit that as he goes on this crusade maybe he'll find out even more that disturbs him about himself and he has to come to terms with more about himself and where he's from and that'll be even more of a struggle for him because clearly this is a uh, one of those episodes or one of those seasons for for uh, jason 
He's I just hope he season. doesn't turn into Eric with the basketball shorts and the sweatshirt where he's <laughs> wandering around hopeless. But do you think we know the vampire that killed their parents? Because at first I said it was Bill because it would make the most sense. Uh-huh. But then the fact that it would make the most sense is why it won't be Bill. So I'm wondering if, if you think we've already been introduced or we already know the vampire that it's killed. It's a great theory or, that it could be Bill. I mean, it would make so much sense. It would cause so much more drama with him. So much Suki. more drama, right? It would right? explain why he researched her. Right. I was just going to say that would explain all the files. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a great little connection. You need that tie-in, I think. I mean, yeah. <sighs> or is Bill gonna have killed the vampire that killed them? Do you know what I mean? Is it gonna oh, go that's there? Good, yeah. Because you mean if, he's always been the guardian yeah. of the Stackhouse family. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because Suki wasn't in the car. Why wasn't she in the car? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she wasn't. They were she wasn't out, in the car, right? That's right. Band aid. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, was he always watching and killed the person that killed her family, or was he the one that killed her family, yeah. and that's why he was always attracted? That's a great question. Well, the, the, so our questions, who does he, or what does he need to fear? Mm-hmm. Who is that vampire? And what the heck is going on now? The last we the, we cut off with them getting completely supercharged, not supercharged, but everybody's literally concentrating, fairy zapping on him. What does that do for the love of Pete besides repel Russell across the hallway? It's and- really weird because she went to use her fairy power on the, yeah. I can't remember his name, the young kid. That, on Claude? Yeah. Claude. And, and all of a sudden, everyone turned it on her. Yeah. But and she, she couldn't use she, it. Yeah, it she was like an electric spark that went no. It's like, you know, it, it, she couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. She short-circuited. And she was also having trouble reading Claude's mind. Remember, there was a lot of... first. Right. She, so she opens herself up. She tries to read everybody's thoughts. And then the sound is getting muffled and muffled. Mm-hmm. And she was tra- having trouble. And then she's like, she had that look on her face like, what's going on? I don't understand. She tries to zap. Doesn't work. Next thing you know, Jason and her are getting zapped by like five fairies at the mm-hmm. same time. So now we're going to... F- what is that going to do? It makes you wonder if Suki's more than just a fairy. Like, is there something else going on that they have, that they know about, that they're constantly trying to pull her into these things? Because they're all living their merry life down there. Mm -hmm. And the last time with the fruit, they were trying to pull her in. Like, why are all these fairies constantly trying to pull her in? So is there something that she has that they don't? Or does Mm -hmm. she have a power that goes over them? Or is she not fully fairy? Does she have something else into her? It's been established so far that actually, it was your your last thought that... She's not full fairy, right? But they still, they still want her. They still need her. They still need, and that's why they're always, they're always after her, you know, Mab and whatnot. But what I was gonna say, oh, I, I'm, I'm losing my. Tra- there was, I was so overthinking it. Like when so she couldn't, well, there's at us. so many yeah, stories. There's so much being thrown at us when she couldn't read their minds. I thought it was because they were other fairies, but I forgot that she's been able to read other fairies throughout the seasons, uh-huh. and she hasn't any, any problems. So it's a, it's a great observation that it's she, almost like they were cutting in too, because there was like a buzz. There mm-hmm. was the same buzz each time. Yeah, it's almost yeah, like they yeah. were cutting into her frequency and saying, "No, you can't hear this," because they clearly were trying to talk to each other through the mind because mm-hmm. they couldn't speak it. So it's almost like other fairies were overhearing and cutting in so that they couldn't get the whole story out because they're not supposed to tell Suki the story for some reason. Interesting. And that's an interesting point too. Chrisley just mentioned about how, so if she's a hybrid, maybe she has powers that regular straight up fairies aren't able to like, you know, maybe there's something about uh, 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 Suki's powers that are strengths of 
all other fairies, but she doesn't have some of their weaknesses, for example. Much mm-hmm. like much like, you know, Daywalker uh hybrid vampire storylines have come in the past, like mm-hmm. people characters like Blade. So he's got most of their powers, mm-hmm. but not most of their weaknesses, uh, except for the part about the hunger for blood. So maybe she which I don't know if we've established anything about that. That'd be interesting for me to go back and try to find out. But has she been established as having powers that other fairies don't? Which I, might be something that, like you said, they might be after. I don't believe they have, but it's a definite possibility because Jason, in the books, in the books uh-huh. at least, he's he is a werepanther. So he's a werepanther and he's still right. of the lineage of the fairy lineage That's and whatnot. Right. So it's definitely possible, I would think. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't, they take and they liberal, you know, they somewhat take They're from the books. Liberal, yeah. yeah. So that, that is definitely a theory. But um, now what, one thing we, we, we're saving the best for last. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I don't know, unless you guys want to hit real quickly upon Sam, Andy, and the gun shop owner, who we call the Frog Brother from Lost Boys. Yeah. How he actually, Sam ended up killing and saving Andy, you know, because is he, here, here's the thing, I think it could be a red herring. I think the gun shop owner may not be part of the, of the hate crime killers. I think he's just a random guy who got caught in the middle of it. Well, we don't know. There was nothing that said that he was, right? No, I mean, but he was just was going into survival. Call, and he also had gotten off the phone. And he was like, you guys have fun tonight and be safe. So he got up. That okay. was the last thing he said. Good then he hung point. up the phone. And then mm. Andy came in and he was ex- he Good was point. okay until Sam walked in. And he recognized Sam. Like, okay. you could see it in his eyes that he was, when Andy walked in, he didn't give him that look of like, oh, my God. You're supposed to be dead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When Sam walked in, it was like he saw a ghost. So I feel like there's definitely a connection. He may not be a part of it, okay. but he's the person supplying the bullet, so he knows about it. Good because point. why else would he p- pull the gun? Yeah. On a cop. <laughs> so do you think now Andy owes Sam for in the future? In- well, I mean, I definitely for one thing. Well... I don't know if Andy will think that he owes Sam because he seemed That's awfully. Not Andy. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it's <laughs> it's Andy's modus operandi. But you know, because he, he's like Jesus, come on, Sam. But it was from a superhero fan point of view, that scene is awesome. And the mm-hmm. scene before it, when he's when uh, Sam says, "Let me help you, Andy," because if you don't, I'm going to go and do my thing and figure out who did this, anyways. So it sounds like Sam. We haven't even begun to find out how powerful Sam can be as a shifter. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. it sounds like it could be pretty powerful. He could shift into anything. Right. Uh, um, but the concept that he could have heightened senses beyond anything that's ever been seen and the fact that he can now he's almost, you know, kind of copying a werewolf and his ability to kind of smell things. That was great bit. He's like, I True. smelled him going into survival mode. That was amazing. That was fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he just catches a whiff of him and then he just grabs the crossbow and down down the poor guy goes. So oh, nice shot. Too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right right in the heart. I mean that was <laughs> I don't know if that's Sam's first time with a crossbow. Obviously he's got skills. Well remember he was a killer. True. A few seasons ago, you know, True. He, he's a good He's shot. had a dark past, too. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see now if Jason and Sookie end up being a, a, a Riggs and Murtaugh team. And then by default, Sam and, and Andy become kind of a little team of whodunit on their own. Because okay. I thought at first, I, we thought a lot of us thought Jason and Andy were going to be like a duo now. Right. Since they were playing right. off each other. <sighs> They've thrown us thrown off. so much. This episode had so much meaning. <laughs> and I almost feel like I should have brought some French fries, some Bernays sauce, maybe a nice glass of red wine. I don't know. <laughs> nice. It was a lot. And of course, we're, we're leaving the best for last. Yeah. What went down with the authority? Ooh. What went down with 
500 can't beat 2800. And we've had people on YouTube that were asking actually uh, that you know if, you know how old Roman was uh-huh. and you know and then it got us to thinking how how is Ro- you know Roman and Russell going to you know he doesn't stand a chance against Russell and which apparently he didn't. Well, it was great to see them establish a little bit of their history. It was a great comment by by Russell to say you are a pompous son of a bee mm-hmm. in the renaissance and you're still a pompous son of a bee. So clearly they've definitely come in contact and dealt with each other before, right. which we didn't necessarily know, although I suspect, I'm sure everybody suspected. That was a great little bit. Now, and what I noticed the most about um, Roman tonight, uh-huh. he became the self-righteous, just, he was on the pulpit, just, he was going off, and it, if you guys noticed, and it was in midway through the episode when um, he he just goes off on his tire with the, with the very expensive blood, mm-hmm. and they kind of it seemed like the authority was kind of like rolling their eyes and kind of going through the motions with him about he, this is he's breaking into Psalm and whatnot and here we go here we go Roman again and self <laughs> Roman on his soapbox Eric had yeah. a great bit too didn't he yeah I wish we could we couldn't see it on the screen it seemed like he was like trying, trying oh, to wrap it fantastic. up fantastic it was like that whole like oh the violin yeah wah, like wah, here wah, wah. yeah, was, like, yeah and, and there go the trumpets that was mm-hmm. a great bit it was he was like the annoying basketball coach tonight Roman. I think it's because his shirt was so tight. <laughs> it was so tight. I mean, what was that shirt? Nike, baby. That went completely against what I thought Roman was supposed to wear. Like, all of a sudden, he became his coach character yeah. from, uh, 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 what do you call it? The wedding runner. The oh, Jeez. I just blanked on it. Julia Roberts, Richard Gere, the second time they teamed up. Runaway Bride. Uh, Runaway, Runaway Bride. Bride, thank you. My God, I just blanked on the title for kind of What was up with he that? Was sh- that I mean, I, I love I love Maloney. I love Roman as a character, but it after all those power suits he'd been wearing, the posturing mm-hmm. and the gravitas that he brought to that first scene, it just seemed weird all of a sudden that his choice for an execution was a, a blue, stretchy Nike true fit shirt. He is the CEO. I had a hard time with. Is that him. like a Steve Jobs thing? <laughs> Sorry, he. he I'll, I'll, I'll let you. He was CEO, and he was. He said he was going to hit the links before sunrise. It's a golf shirt. Okay. Now, what were you going to say, Chris? I'm sorry. Go. I've had a hard time with him the whole season. I couldn't. I was a big Law and Order fan, so uh-huh. I couldn't get past Stabler. Every time he walked in the room, I was like, "Where's Olivia? Is she coming?" <laughs> I couldn't. I, I mean, his acting was great, but I couldn't get past that image of him being the detective for the homicide. Even when he yelled and was dramatic, I still couldn't really? get past that. I had a hard time with him this season. Hmm. I had a I, well. I, I, it's funny we're talking about him in past tense because we don't know if he necessarily died. Yeah, right? because that, you, he you didn't guys explode. Right. So I, I and you said you'd miss that part as if if memory serves at the last minute, right when he orders Edgington's uh, execution, he I believe mentions about and again, gang comment chat roll throw it in there. But I believe he mentions an ice pick because mm-hmm. he doesn't want it to get messy like it did when he unfortunately took out our little buddy. Um, he got Jacob. Yeah, Jacob when he got, when he got Jake. So he, I, I think he was saying something like, I don't want to get it messy again. So bring me an ice pa- uh, pick to, I think, freeze as it as it kills. Oh, I see. I totally misread that because I thought what he was asking for was the chest pack that Bill and Eric had been had been wearing because that, he it had the be. phone out because he was going to press the button for him to just die. Okay, and that when he could pressed be. the button, it didn't work. And mm-hmm. that's okay. when he got up with this Spike. Okay. Well, there. But but is there an ice function in that thing as well? In that chest piece that they wear? That I'm not aware of. But I, I, I almost like that first thing you said. The fact that it's an ice pick and it just contains it. So does it mean he's frozen? Does it mean? I well, mean, then if if it is on the chest thing, I'm so sorry to interrupt. If it yeah. is on the chest, that that chest piece that they wear, technically speaking, Russell is then 
he's got a ice. I'm sorry, he's got a stake in his yeah. hand, right? Not one of those chess pieces. Right. Mm-hmm. The chess so, piece was still on him when he got up. Excellent. So that still doesn't explain, uh, unless there's an ice component or something we don't know about, that doesn't explain the weird graphics, the fact that, that Roman doesn't instantaneously explode. Mm-hmm. He's got like a weird bubbly, almost icy looking look mm-hmm. and he then, fade, you know, cut to, cut to credits. So what was that about? And, and um, first off, I think we're forgetting one slight Yeah. Thing. Oh, my God. Keep going. The yeah. fact that he pressed the button and Russell didn't die. No. Exactly. Who but deactivated it? Who Sabotage. Who do we think? I'm letting the fans know. Who do, who do you think, Chris Lee? Why can't I think of her name? Brawless. Oh, oh, my favorite Salome. Salome. I do because because you know Eric wanted to go see Nora. He wanted to talk to her about what happened. Mm-hmm. He thought it was her that led all the people to Russell, and he asked her, and she said no. And just as she says no, Salome walks by and tells Nora, "We are killing Russell tonight." Why would she give her that bit of information if they weren't talking to each other? If they weren't working together on something? I think she's the one who brought the people to Russell and brought mm-hmm. Russell to the building. And she's the one who made sure that it was inactive because the little girl that puts them on, mm-hmm. her face was like scared when he pressed the button and it didn't go off. Mm-hmm. And she smiled. Salome smiled and yeah. cried at the same time. Okay. And there's so many things happened in those, in those two minutes. Like literally. <laughs> so many. Okay. First off, there, there was a look. Also, when you know Salome said Russell's about to die, and then mm-hmm. and then Nora says the prophecy's true; right. it is coming. It is it is the time is here. And right. Then, and Eric's like, "What?" She says something, and there's some there's some eye contact communication yeah. that happens between because mm-hmm. they've they've already alluded to the fact that those two have a relationship just beyond the fact that Salome loved Nora and, and treated her like a sister or daughter. Mm-hmm. Right. There's obviously some conspiring that they've set up in the past in the past episodes this season. Huge question here. When Russell overtook Roman, why didn't anyone else in the authority grab Russell? They, they're vampires. They're very fast. Right. And they all just st- sit back waiting for something to happen. They're just... No one sh- moved. Th- no one moved. Mm-hmm. And but- they're all quicker than thought, right? Right. So th- why did... So did they, everyone want Roman out? Are they all sanguinistas? What's going on? Or is Roman, as you said, or as we, we talked about in the show, so far, like, so unmoving with his stance and his viewpoints that he's lost his following, you know? It makes sense. Yeah, because we, we said the eye rolling, and I, I could tell that they just weren't into the speeches anymore. It's like, it was yeah. like a deaf speech. They looked yeah. annoyed. Yeah. They looked bored. And er- and Eric and Bill, that, that whole bit when uh, uh, Roman is trying to get some, you know, trying to get Eric to admit that he is on board and Eric just would not do it. And Bill's like, wait, am I going to die in the next six seconds? Do I need to prepare? No, he said the right thing. Okay, good. All to that, watch them go back and forth was that's brilliant. That's phenomenal. Like that's you phenomenal. literally saw Bill get up in his seat and then sit <laughs> yeah, back in his yeah. seat and then and get then, up uh, in his seat and then back. Like it was brilliant because, <laughs> you know, you, the focus was on Eric. But if you watch Bill, like you kept seeing mm-hmm, him being yeah. like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Okay, wait, he said the right thing. Right. Like, it was brilliant. And Eric's looks when he finally comes to understand that there's something going on with Nora, who he implicitly trusted before, when right. Nora alludes to the fact that she knows that something's coming, Eric is sitting there mm-hmm. thinking, whoa, 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 what's happening? What's about to happen? What don't I know? Because although Eric is, you know, with Bill and whatnot, at the at the end, he's a self-serving vampire that he himself has lived a thousand years, right. and that takes skill, that takes survival skill, mm-hmm. so he likes to know everything going on around him so that he can control it to his advantage. So you see that shock that all of a sudden he doesn't understand what's going on. So all that stuff gets thrown the last minute and they're like, and credits. (laughs) And that is the halfway point of this season of True Blood. Yeah, It is 
amazing. Honestly, let's let's. I know we're getting the hook here pretty soon. Let's move on a little quick. Um, do we have any news and gossip, perhaps? Uh, just. Yeah, your mom, we've got news, buddy. Uh, it was just a little bit of gossip. I just liked reading a lot of uh, 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 comments and, and articles after, obviously, their appearance at Comic-Con this past week. And it was uh, apparently in a lot of interviews. Uh, obviously, Bill and Eric are being asked about their uh, bromance this season. And uh, they were alluding to the fact that, uh, you know, they're, they've gotten to be such good friends on and off the camera. And their bromance is, is, is so well developed at this point that it was, I, I guess, they were, they were having trouble sometimes staying on track. And uh, they had mentioned being called in by Alan Ball. And he just wanted to say, like, look, guys, you're having a lot of fun. I love you, but I need you to stay on point. So that was really nice to see them kind of allude to the fact that that they're having so much fun uh, that it sometimes gets in the way of work, which is great because it totally plays on camera and we're enjoying watching them so much. Yeah, no, I heard I heard there was a point, too, that they were so chummy that, like you said, when they called them in, the, uh-huh. they were about to be staked and they're still, like, goofing off. And Alan Ball said, like, let's step it up, <laughs> let's guys. Step it up, yeah. Let's be a little more serious. There you, needs to be a serious moment here. You're yeah. about to die. <laughs> no, and, and I... I came across a little article from VH1, and Excellent. they were also at Comic-Con, and it was a quick little interview with Rutina Wesley, and they were asking about her and her transition to being a vamp, and she said she was talking about the struggle, you know, of course, that this was going to be the most interesting part of her season, it was her struggle in becoming a vampire, mm-hmm. but that the biggest struggle is upcoming, and, we, and we're going to be privy to it in the next few episodes, it's the first encounter with Tara and her mom. Oh, and how that's going to go down. That's right. We haven't even told. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's still so much more coming. There's still so much more the second half of the season. So make sure you check on the rest of the site because they also talk about, they talk to Eric Alexander uh-huh. Skarsgård, and he talks about there's going to be a lot more, as Chris Lee's laughing. We love him. There's going to be a lot more flying towards the end of the season. So okay. we're going to maybe see Eric flying around. Yeah. So make sure to check into uh, VH1.com. I love it. Okay. And that's it for news and gossip. Yeah. And now, you know what that brings us to. Yep. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. All right, we've reached the halfway point. We got six left. Chrisley, I'm going to put you in the hot seat. You're the newbie. we got to mess with you. What's going to happen this rest of the season? What do you say? There's so much. I think Sookie's going to find a new power. I think that we're going to find something about Sookie that we don't know yet. Um, I'm really curious to see who she's going to end up with, though, because it just it seems like everyone's leaving her now, and mm-hmm. she's really alone. And that's I don't know how much I love that. So I'm, really, yeah, okay. I just you know I, I of course I want to see her with Bill, but it's I'm really interested to see how that goes because there's so much that they have to tell us before the season ends, and there's so little time. So and I and I don't think that Roman is completely dead either. Ooh, your mom care to counter that one. Um, that's awesome. Well, <laughs> honestly, the one thing that occur- that occurred to me kind of popped in my head as I was watching especially this episode is uh, uh, again, I always like to come up with predictions that I would love to see as well as it would be really interesting to see when all this goes down at the end of the season, Bill and Eric don't find themselves at the head of the authority. As this struggle becomes apparent, mm-hmm. this civil war happens within the authority, as, as as may or may not happen. I don't know. With Salome taking over and then the chaos that might bring, somehow Bill, who already is kind of the company man and finds himself politically through these situations, and Eric, who's just basically uh, wanting to survive, it would be interesting to see them all of a sudden find themselves in a position of running the show that they probably didn't either want to run in the case of Eric or think they would be running in the case of Bill. That would be interesting to see. 
Suki. And then, of course, that brings all kinds of interesting notes because then Bill, what's Bill's relationship with Suki have to be if he's the head of the authority? Right. How is Eric going to be low-key and survive if all of a sudden he's put in a position of like political correctness, which he can't stand maybe? Right. That would be an interesting thing for me to see. Like all of a sudden everybody dies and Eric and Bill are just standing there thinking, oh my God, that's, that, that's us. That would leave us. Here we go. That would be cool. Okay. I, I think what's left is we haven't seen Newland. Yeah. We need to see Newland. Yeah. And I heard from a little bit of Birdie that there's going to be an, a character that's coming back uh-huh. that was very prominent in the first couple of seasons of True Blood who left us. Yeah. And we'll see him in the second half of the season. Him. And he's huge. And okay. I'll leave right. it at he that. Might, please, please stand by. Accessing data banks. Let us, let us know, banks. guys, if you know who I'm Mentally. talking about. And that's it for this yeah. week of True Blood, guys. Next week, we'll have Jenna Roth, and they're going to have a full report about Comic-Con, everything that Woo. went down. But, Yermon, where can they find you, buddy? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter, at Yermon Gur, Y-E-R-M-A-N-G-U-R. And you can also find me here Tuesday nights at 9 for Real Housewives in New York City. And Chrisley, big round of applause for Chrisley stepping in tonight, being our guest co-host tonight. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I, I like to bring a little bit of fun to the show. I know you guys are real serious over here at True Blood, but I'm serious. a big fan and I love it. So happy to be here. And you can find me at, at Chrisley on Twitter. All right. And you can find me at The Everyday Man. So for Marissa, Phil, Yermon, Chrisley, I'm JC. That's it for tonight. See you next time. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.